Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello everyone. It is the instant match reaction. I'm Paul Meach and I'm joined by Chris Pajak for this one Liverpool uh, to West Ham United. One. Um isn't it funny, Chris? I I, I love talking about recency bias cuz I think it's so fascinating. We were fucking god awful in that game and yet the last 15 minutes or so we made substitutions, played really well, scored one that was disallowed, scored the winner, won the game. David Moyes is a bit upset. Great, uh, and I'm, I've just, got a little. I'm, bit all, of a, I'm all in on all that. Springing me I just, step. I just if I, if you'd have just said to me, Chris, just join us for the last fifteen, that would have been sound because I'd have walked away thinking, what a performance that was by Liverpool. And I think you know, joking aside, I think Jurgen deserves a lot of credit for that. Mm. And and a lot of people might go, well, the flip side to that, Chris, is he got it wrong. But you know what we were talking about. You know what we were talking about earlier on in in the first half was you got to tire these lads out. And mm. if you're going to make impact subs, the best time to make them is when they're tired, yep. isn't it? And you know the change to the formation, going to the four two three one, and, and playing Shakiri in the ten and Jota, you know from from out wide. Jota was made a massive impact today, yep. and as did Shakiri. So the substitutions work perfectly. Now we could see it as the game was going on. That was the area that Liverpool needed to improve upon. Now were we not brave enough, or were we softening? them up I, I, I'm not 100% sure I don't think we were softening them up for a late charge for the three points but it no. worked regarding on, on the less no but I think it's all, all the thing that's always worth paying attention in this regard is that we've been crap playing 43 months we've been we've played two games we've been rubbish you know and it's only when we've really we've made some tactical changes later on the thing is with that when you're playing against a team that defensively I think if you play 4-3-3 and Curtis Jones uh, he, could, he can right. do a little bit more of this Henderson can do more of this Genie can do more of this they all could have had better games if Thiago was in the midfield three it's probably not as much of an issue because he is just he's just better he uses the ball better um, it's what do you go to and you can't really go if you start a four-two-three-one and you're chasing a game and it's not working. All you can really do is swap the elements within yeah, there. There's not much more you can do to that because uh, if you go back to four-three-three, you may be taking a body out of the out of the attacking line. And then it, you know in the midfield, the midfield options we have got, we are a little bit limited because it was Milner was our other midfielder. So we really we were kind of limited by what we could do. But as far as options go, you're right, making those changes off the bench. That's brilliant. That shouldn't be underestimated. So I'm seeing lots of comments in the in the reaction to it saying Shaq and Jota need to start. Actually, maybe eventually, but not now. You know, but at the moment you've actually got something that's kind of good. Having that as a as a as a as an option off the bench is a very underrated thing to have well, available. It's something to you. that you know, last year when we were, we were winning games late and stuff like that, it was just like for like. You know, and it was a bit of a hit and hope shot on with Divock Origi, whether he was going to get something in the area. What you're actually asking the team to do now is almost defend 
against two formations and plan for two formations against us because it's all well and good changing it. But actually changing formation, you're actually questioning that, that team then and there. Are you clever enough to work out what Liverpool are, are doing now? Yeah. And can you, in your formation, change to stop that? Mm-hmm. And that's what West Ham couldn't do tonight. And it's because of the impact of Shaqiri and Jota. And that that goal, man, I will not tire of watching Shaqiri play that pass. Mm-hmm. And it's the second one in a week where he's played a ball. And I'm like, oh, get that on repeat because that's absolutely class. But it's the willingness from Jota. When Shaqiri picks that ball up, you remember this. He stood next to Jota, and Jota gets on his bike straight away, doesn't think, right, I need to get in, I need to get myself in front of the goal, and I need to get on the end of this pass. What both of those lads did was they increased the bravery in the side tenfold, and we've been saying that was the big complaint all game long, make the passes, but you actually don't just make the passes, you've got to, either you've got to follow the pass up, or someone else has got to the, got to follow the pass in, and whether that's a ball in behind, you know, running behind, or just get up and around the guy that you're passing the ball to. There was too little of that. Bobby Firmino toiled a little bit, and he's coming off and he's holding it up, but he's getting one touch and he's looking, it's not there. Another touch, it's not there. And by the time he's t- touching it for the third time, he's being out muscled and being knocked off the ball. And man, had a bit of that, a bit of that as well. But then all of a sudden, I mean, and again, you, you've got to be careful because you can't overbalance, particularly when you're going mm. for a side like that. West Ham are no mugs. They, they look. They, they, they created a couple of opportunities on the counter, and that's something you've always got to be aware of. You can't go. You can't just be like, right, from minute one, we're throwing everybody, everybody forwards, and particularly when we go a goal down as well. Like, so it's annoying that we played a bit. We've played a bit crap again in the first half of football, um, but it's hard for me to get. It's hard for me to get wound up about it because again, look at look at all the players that we're missing. We've all of our talents in the final third. There was nothing we could have done into a midfield three to make that midfield three any better than it was. Really, you could argue Milner might make the midfield three better. You can argue that. I think. I think him. And, I think he's still better than Jones, but I don't think there's there's massive. You're not going to link the them. midfield and attack. And I, 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 listen, I'm not saying that Jones did it particularly brilliantly today. I think he did an all right job. Better I when think, he got forward. Yeah, I think he was second half. I think he was a little bit better as well than, than first half, which is something we've seen a lot of uh, this year as well. I think, you know, for me, what was most encouraging is the fact that we got Trent on the ball more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I spoke to you the other day and I mentioned this on the play ratings. There was a game only a week ago where he had about 30 passes. He was up in the 90s this time, at over 110 touches. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see. And there were some great balls from Trent Alexander-Arnold today. And we didn't feel overly reliant on Robbo mm-hmm. for once. You know, we were asking questions both sides. We were asking, to the def- we were asking West Ham to defend sideline to sideline, which creates space. And that ultimately created the space in the middle of the park, Jürgen, and then makes the uh, changes, and we can take advantage of that space that we've seen all game long. Yeah. And we were a little bit braver in playing the ball into the, you know, the midfielders were braver in playing the passes. Mm-hmm. And it just, everything, the urgency, everything from those two substitutions, everything just stepped up a touch, yeah. and we just looked much better for it. It was just like, again, keep coming back to it. Look, because Graham Sune said a couple of things. He was going on about the Salah penalty, which is, it's... It's a it's a great piece of accentuation from Mohamed Salah, let's say, before we dive into it. But he was go he's a bit upset with Liverpool's overall form and he's you know, he's saying Liverpool aren't playing very well and all this Same. kind of stuff. I wanna see us yeah. Dick teams four 0 Absolutely. Completely agree with all that. But I think considering the situations, there's two lads there, you know, Curtis Jones making his second Premier League start ever. Nafil was making his first Premier League start ever. Like there's two untried, largely untried footballers in your side in your side there. And they're being tasked with breaking down a, a really a really good team. And we, look we, obviously we had loads of other good players around them. But in terms of players who, who, who are who, who take your game up a notch, 
we were lacking that. Two thirds of the team was lacking the ability to make that to Mate, be to be, we, to be the best version of itself. Premier League. Right top now. goal scorers in the Premier League. <laughs> and worst defence mm. right now as well. But no, look, we're top of the Premier League. We've had our goalkeeper mission for a spell already this season. You've got the best centre-half in world football mission. You've got arguably the best midfielder in world football not able to make an impact yet in this side. Yeah. You know, that would be a spine of most teams. And yet we're still able to be up there and, and to be able to win games. And, you know, we're top of the league. And this is not the best Liverpool side that we can put out yet. And, and even even taking Van Dijk out, we're still not the best Liverpool side that we can put out there. And we've got our centre-forward, our number nine from the last two years, three years, who's where class not in form yeah. who's not really making an impact yeah. but we what we have improved on is the bench yeah. and the bench is what saved us today and that's brilliant well as I said to, to my point there's two lads learning on the job in that team in a Premier League game of football two lads who are learning how to play as a Liverpool in a Liverpool team but also learning how to play professional football at the high, at the highest level so we're carrying you know lads and Nat Phillips gets man of the match and I thought he was really good and Kurt Jones has a fine you know an overall okay performance in the midfield um, which is all these are all good things you know you look at those players we weren't able to put out on the pitch today and the Van Dyke thing's the Van Dyke thing the Fabinho thing in addition to that but again for me it's the midfield Naby Keita Tiago Alcantara Tara, Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Now, I know we got Thiago on the cheap, but there's like, what, £150 million, really? Probably more if we got Thiago at his proper value. And they're all our creative midfielders as well. Exactly. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly that. Um, you know, and that, so that, that kind of is what it is. And look, get on to the Salah thing, because it's one of the bigger talking points of the game. Because it gets us back into the game, I would be raging at that if it was on if I was on the if we were on the receiving end of a player doing that. But here's the thing: I'm a Liverpool fan, and I, this is a Liverpool channel, uh, and I'm a very very biased Liverpool person, so I can see things from our perspective. I tend to see things from our perspective first and foremost. I have seen Salah be denied so many stonewall penalties in the last couple of years yep. because he doesn't accentuate the thing. Do I think it's good? Do I, I don't think you should have to do that because I don't think it's a good look. Um, and Salah get every now and again well, they, it'll then be is Salah a bit of diver and it might mean he doesn't get a couple off the back of it but he's done what a top quality world class player does in those situations I said it before I said it in the game Steven Gerrard used to do that for us all the time Didier Drogba used to buy free kicks around the penalty area all the time it was infuriating that a man as big and strong as him used to fall to the floor so readily but it was such an asset Suarez was exactly the same it's all part and parcel of the game you're in the box someone's booted you someone's someone's given you a penalty they've given Salah a penalty all he had to do was claim it and his way of claiming it was a bit over the top I'm not I'm not I'm not cool enough to say it like this but I hate the game not the player Mm. you know what I mean and and that's what Salah's had to do because he doesn't get penalties at all and you know for so long we've sat there and witnessed it time and time again the fact of the matter is the defender for me gives the penalty because he puts his arm up and he looks over at the referee and as soon as you're a defender putting your arms up in the air and looking over at the referee not going to get the ball which you are now claiming that you've just won you've given the referee a decision to make and he's made it he's made made the easy decision they actually made a good point on the sky analysis after the game where they say like he should be screaming at the referee, like, nah, like, remonstrate and go, no, no, no chance, blah, blah, blah. But he knows. 
He he's knows he's kicked Salah and Salah's well, gone down. That's enough and for me. I, Graham Souness, I did my head in a little bit in the post myself because he's going on about like it's an unnatural movement because the kick of the ankle shouldn't force him to go down like that. But I, I always say this, and again, I would be quick to judge negatively anyone doing it to Liverpool. And I, I, forgive me for being a hypocrite. Don't forgive me for being a hypocrite. I'm the only person that's allowed to be a hypocrite in the whole world. It's just that's how hypocrisy works, right? Um, it's like I always talk about like the being on your driving test, where you've got to the guy there next to you is looking for signs that you're doing your mirror signal manoeuvre. You have got you, so you adjust your mirror half half an inch, an inch further away than you would normally have it, so that you have to crane your head to look at it, so they can see that you're doing it. That is Mo Salah going through the appeal process yeah. to get to, to to get a penalty. I don't like that it it has to be that way, but of course. Look, I can sit here now with Liverpool getting three points, and Liverpool are using all of the tools in their armory. There, that is a that is a mark of champions. Yes. Shit out, Liverpool, a football club for too many years have been too nice, far too fucking nice. Mate, we used to win the Fair Play Award oh. every year, and it used to piss me off because yeah. we didn't used to win games. Mm. You know, and what's more important, you, you you've just got to win, even when you're playing badly. Yeah. Win. Winners want to win by hook or by crook, and I don't again. There's a, there's a moral side of me that feels a bit uncomfortable with it all, but I equally I don't, because when it's football, it's a fucking game. It's a game that you have to go out and win. And it, look, morals... Know that if the shoes on the other foot, the striker for West Ham would be doing exactly oh, the look, same. look, this is not like the fucking Tories not wanting to feed children, like, you know what I mean, which is where your morals should be used. This is, this is a sporting contest where you're trying everything in your power to win. Salah gets a kick, and if he doesn't go, if he doesn't make a big deal of it, the referee probably says play on. Instead, he wins the penalty. He adds another goal to his goal tally. Gets Liverpool back in the game and sets us up for the win. Um, Diogo Jota, Chris, um, like is that three goals this week? It's just Diogo Jota. It's just it? I mean, the lad just knows where the goal is, mate. Mm. And and I tell you what, like we talk about, or I've said already, I've in the play rating show, I've been disappointed with Bobby Firmino this season so far, and I was disappointed with him again tonight. What I'm not disappointed in is Diogo Jota, and he is banging on the door of Jurgen Klopp's office and going, mate, if you're not getting it there, and you you can get it with me. And I'll give you something. And I think we're seeing a little bit of better of Mo Salah as well when Diogo Jota's on the pitch. I think his link-up plays brilliant. I mean, two carbon copy runs, picks the ball up on the halfway line, drives. But what I love is that, like, that ability to get his body in front of the man. All great attacking players do it, don't they? I think it's yeah. such an underrated thing. They just when they're running in a, in a foot race, they just get the body, and they know that what's going to happen is the defender gives up because he can't go round him, or the defender brings him down, and mm. Liverpool get a free kick. And he and he and that that one for where he it's a great it's a great cross for Mane. Mm. Mane probably should score when the goal's offside or whatever it's given the VAR. Look at it. <laughs> whatever it you know, it, it's a great cross. Yeah. He does brilliantly to set up. Sadio Mane and then he's there to finish it as well a couple of yards out he obviously does brilliantly for his own goal finish really nice ball really great but he is making a big impact for Liverpool right now and he's looking every bit the £40 million player if not more already 100% and, and again it just boils down to it this is great because, and it's it, it's not great that Bobby Firmino's not in form. That's shit. Because I'd rather Bobby Firmino be in form. But this is why you have a squad, yes. and we've got we've got that. But in City, have had this for years. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not. Fucking Mara's off the bench scoring goals, right? 
you know, they had Sh- they bring Sane in. They start a game and Sane wouldn't be in the team, and then they'd bring him in and he'd score, and you'd be like, well, that's just not fair because he's boss. And again, you're right, Mares is the Mares is the perfect example. I mean, in Ferran, I've said it a couple, uh, I said it a couple of times recently. Shakiri's our Mares for me. Like, I, I think Mares is better, but he's like that. He's, he's he's just in that profile where he's had he's, he's clearly a senior age player, but he's never like he's not going to be the main he's not going to be the main man for the team anymore. But I, I love the fact that Jota Jota is Arsene or what? But when Bernardo Silva was good, you know, like that 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 kind of thing. I mean, he's going to score against next week. Bernardo Silva was good. Yeah, remember Brilliant. when Bernardo Silva was really good? I'm sure he'll come back and, and play really well soon. But he, um, but the point is, is that. He's that he's, he's there. He's waiting in the wings. He's an understudy. When you look at Ryan Brewster, you know not having an impact yet. It's early doors from a Sheffield United, and you look at what Jota's is doing. It all make it all makes mm. sense. Um, like David Carrick can't even get on the bench at, the, at this point. This is good. It's not good that we've got a player out of form, but it's good that we've got other players who are in, in form because that's. How that's how we're gonna to have to do it this year. Yeah, and we said we said at the start of the week, look, it's about getting results, isn't it? You know, the, the, and that's what Liverpool have done. Klopp has balanced his squad and his his first 11s quite well. He's managed to get rest and rotation in for players, and we've still managed to get the wins as well, which is exactly all you can ask for at this time of year. That's the thing. What we're I think we're we're forgetting right now is. When you get to Christmas, this is all acceptable stuff. Mm-hmm. This is all you've just got to do this over Christmas. Now, what we what we know this season is it's all like Christmas all of the time, uh-huh. and it's going to be incredibly difficult to balance your squads and make sure that people are fit and that they stay fit yeah. and that you get stuff out of them. That's what Klopp's done really well this it's week. It's very, 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 very difficult to win two games of football a week when you play it. European football has a massive impact because and that we always talk about this. Because when there was top there was four good teams and that's even more prevalent now. Uh, we'd be doing social club on uh, back in the day and we there'd be the one crisis club every week and it's the team that had lost in the Premier League. No one ever really account the fact that the whether they won in the Champions League was irrelevant. Because if you're losing the Premier League, that's what all the eyes are on Sky Sports and the twenty four hour news cycle and all that. But it happens all the time. One of the one good club always struggles a little bit at the weekend off the back of European football. We're playing a bit crap but winning. Now, there's going to come a point where we're going to need to play well and win because <laughs> uh, that great again might it's a great point. It might be, you know, it might you know at Man City that's a big game, you know, and, and hopefully we'll be ready in that regard. But at the minute, given the circumstance, said I said this after after Sheffield United are saying it around the Midtjylland game, just win. Just win and win and win and win and don't lose. And you'd be surprised. And look, I've got the league table here. Liverpool, right now, you know, we're 24 hours away from Everton playing, so slightly less. Top of the table, having gone through all the things that you listed. With top goal scorers in the league, yes, we've got the worst defence. We're finally in positivity in terms of the goal difference, of course. But again, this is a. We've been. We've had all these problems before, and it normally means Liverpool finish about seventh. We're having these problems, and so far, I, I can't. I just yeah, again, it, it's kind of been the note in the last few games when we're kind of defending us being a bit crap. I can't get too wound up about it at the moment. If we play crap and lose, that's a problem. When we start playing crap and losing, that will be something that really needs to be sorted at the moment, given the circumstances around it. To be top of the league when you know Everton are the best team that they've ever happened, the best team they've ever had. They're absolutely flying. They're having an amazing season, and everyone's going. We're a bit crap. Liverpool aren't playing well. The defence is really shaky. All this and that. Top of the league, lads. Yeah, 
top of the league, and and then you've got Manchester United still struggling with the best manager in world football after the midweek. Mm. But yeah, you know, uh, you know, obviously you still got a couple of teams you've got to play their their catch up games or whatever, and that will be telling in the in the next few weeks. But yeah, get to get to that international break. That's it's that's what that's done there is set us up that a point at City is a decent point. Because we've played our way into this position, that was the kind of off the back of the Villa thing and off the back of the Everton thing, picking up the winning these games that have followed. We needed to beat Sheffield United. We needed to beat West Ham United because anything else with less than that would have been unacceptable. It's a different world. Two big games coming up this week. The Atalanta one. We played ourselves into a position where we actually don't need to go all out for Atalanta again. A point against Atalanta would be an excellent point, which sets us up very nicely for for progression in the Champions League. And then look. If you can go and beat Man City, the league's not won because the league's mad, and we could lose all kinds of weird games between now and then. But it might be that might be a door closed on Manchester City mm. before what. We've even got to the Christmas got to the Christmas period. We'll have to see. Absolutely. Mm. Thank you, everyone, for joining us live, uh, for commenting, for dropping likes on videos and in podcast form, for leaving five star reviews. Uh, plenty of ways that you can keep up to date with everything going on around Liverpool. It looks like we're heading into a lockdown too. Uh, this time it's personal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you need some more content, go to thereventv.com and sign up. Uh, we've got loads of bingeable content. The one thing that's been keeping me going is documentaries on Netflix and all that kind of stuff we've got a bunch of them available for you guys right now uh, we've also got a brand new book out so there's loads of stuff that you, whether you want to watch content live whether you want to watch uh, documentaries interviews etc etc we've got you covered here uh, we love you guys very much have a wonderful weekend enjoy the rest of the weekend's football which is one thing we can definitely do now uh, and we'll be back with a final word for YouTube members and subscribers to TheRedmanTV.com on Monday Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.